Hello, I'm Seth M. Siegel. Welcome to the Let There Be Water podcast, a conversation featuring ideas and solutions to some of the world's most pressing water issues. Today's guest is Simon Davis, CEO of Falcon Water-Free Technologies. Falcon may be known to our male listeners for its water-free urinals. For an increasingly water-constrained world, these high-tech wonders save millions of gallons of water every day. The company's work also provides an interesting peek into how else water can be saved with clever innovation. Simon, welcome to the Let There Be Water podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. What was the original motivation for Falcon and its competitors to come up with the water-free urinal? I think the biggest driving force was the thought that uh, water was going to become more scarce and the cost of water was going to continue to increase and that if there were solutions out there that reduced costs and protected the valuable resource of water, then why not? The thought that you can save water with each and every flush is quite remarkable. How much water is used in the average flush for a urinal? The average flush is, is, is about a gallon. Then what would be the impediment to widespread adoption? It sounds like such a no-brainer that we could save massive amounts of water. Plumbing has been an industry that hasn't really changed for a hundred years. If you look at the design of a toilet compared to the original one a hundred years ago, it still very much looks the same. But now, particularly in the last three or four years, we've seen a real acceleration in the technology, and we think for Falcon Water Free, uh, we're in exactly the right place to take advantage of the change in the industry. The state of California recently introduced all kinds of incentives for appliances to be water-reduced use. And I'm wondering if you're seeing that in other states as well. Yes, we are. I mean, in particular in California, that they really did three things this year. The first thing was any new urinal that's installed in the state of California has to be eight gallon or less. And secondly, there's rebates in the state of California, which gives a business owner up to $500 to install our type of product. So basically, they get the product for free. And what we found is other states have been watching the California approach very carefully. There's issues up in Washington. There's issues in Arizona, Nevada, Texas. We believe not only will the drought drive change, but when the customers see that innovation is better than a normal flushing product, then I think the adoption rates are going to be quite strong. If the rebate were not there, would it be more expensive for a water-free urinal than for a traditional urinal? No, they're exactly about the same price. In some ways, the water-free is actually less because there's no water used. So if you look at the payback of a traditional flush valve versus a water-free valve, you'll see that the payback on a, on a water-free is less than nine months, whereas a flush valve has got ongoing maintenance and ongoing costs. So explain to us the mechanics of how your water-free urinal works and how it is that you are able to do this on a water-free basis. In very simple terms, we use a multi-patented cartridge that has a liquid within the cartridge. So the person goes and uses the urinal and the urine passes through the cartridge, through the proprietary liquid, and then out through the bottom of the cartridge where we have a feature that accelerates the urine to go down the pipe. And then the filter lasts for how many uses of the Filter approximately will last about 7,000 uses. So that's about 7,000 gallons of water saved per cartridge. That's correct. How many urinals are there in use around the world today, and how many of them are water-free urinals? For sure. Overall, there's about 75 million units installed globally, of which there's about 7 million new units sold globally per year. And for Falcon themselves, we currently globally have installed over 750,000 units and are growing at a very nice clip. Is that just Falcon urinals, or is that the entire water-free urinal industry? No, I, I would say the entire water-free industry probably has about 2 million installed globally. Do you see a day when there's water-free toilets as well? 
I actually don't see a day of water-free toilets. I see a day of dramatically improved technology that uses a minimal amount of water, probably down to half a gallon or less. The current toilet flush is what, about 1.6 gallons per flush? About 1.6, that's correct. And in terms of other household appliances, are you seeing a move towards reduced water? Yes, there's a lot going on in the shower space to reduce water and also jet that water in exactly the right place on your body at the right time when you're having a shower. People are trying different things with the appliances from the washing machine to the dishwashers. And then we are seeing definitely an emergence of people starting to talk about gray water. In our industry, we call it toilet to tap. This notion that you can take the water through a cleaning process and have it come out your tap. It may make more sense in terms of toilet to tap to take a community's wastewater, treat it, and then reuse it for agriculture or golf courses and so forth. So it has less of a yuck factor for consumers. There are certain counties and cities within the state of California that are absolutely doing that now. And I think, Seth, you're absolutely spot on. That's certainly going to be a useful use of the wastewater. Let's talk a little bit about the future. You're a guy who I know studies and looks at history, and let's be a little bit of a futurist as well. Where do you see the world of water in the home going 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 100 years from now? When is the break point when we go from being profligate with our water to a point where we figure out a way to be careful with it and preserve it as a resource as we do with other resources? I think in many ways that that day is here for certain parts of the population. If you talk to anybody below the age of 25, they already perceive that uh, water is a very valuable resource and that that we need to protect it and, and look after it. And I absolutely think that the money that's now going into saving water uh, will really change it. There's some large investors that weren't in this space before. There's some big companies that weren't in this space that are now starting to come in. So I believe personally the reuse of water and the conservation of water through technology within the home and through the commercial bathroom is very much going to be in play. Again, the technology that are developing are better than a traditional product, plus they save water, plus they save cost, and they're more hygienic, so why wouldn't you buy them? My thesis, and I write this in my blogs, I wrote it in my book, and I say it as many times as I can in my podcasts, is that the great gap we have now is that we need to have a price for water. And do you think there could be a better role for government and utilities to setting an actual price for water rather than sort of a subsidized, fanciful price for water currently charged in most American homes? I believe there absolutely should be a water exchange, and you should buy it as you do with other types of commodities like that. I believe the very notion that it's subsidized, something that is a valuable resource, is a flawed plan. And I think there's a lot of discussion going on both within governments, but mostly in private uh, enterprises about how we make water onto an exchange. Is Falcon also thinking about other water-saving inventions other than, other yes. than uh, simply making the urinal a better urinal? Absolutely. We are first and foremost a technology company, and we're technology within water conservation and water preservation. So what you're going to see very, very soon from us, you're going to see a very innovative toilet, similar to the one I referenced earlier. We believe we have the patents filed and the right solution for our business partners around the world in terms of the best performing toilet using the least water. We also have a very, very interesting technology we are testing to wash your hands and dry your hands in the commercial bathroom. And then last but not least, right now we have on test very innovative shower that utilizes the least water but gives you the best feeling shower in the marketplace.
How does the hand washing system work? In simple terms, it gives you a single amount of water so you don't keep running the faucet. And while the water's coming out, it mixes soap in your hands. And then a, a hand towel comes down immediately from the unit so you can dry your hands all at once. It saves about 90% water and it gives you by far the cleanest, uh, most hygienic uh, hands. Simon, is there anything else you'd like to say? The last thing I'd like to say is let there be water. Yes, let there be water. Simon, thank you so much for joining us on the Let There Be Water podcast. We hope you come back again soon and talk about your many other water-saving ideas. This edition of the Let There Be Water podcast was directed by Jamie Black, produced and edited by Krasimir Galabov, with production assistance by Alexander Lindroth. I'm Seth M. Siegel, and hope you'll join us for the next edition of Let There Be Water.